What is up, ACL Nation? Welcome into another episode of Bagging and Bragging. This is episode number 13. Apologize. Last week we took a week off. It felt really weird, Mish. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I, I don't know I, what happened. I was like, I was like, man, we don't really have much content. You know, we'll kind of take a week off. I wasn't really feeling the best. And then immediately after that, I wanted to like message you and say, Hey, let's come back and do a show. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, I told you we could. I was like, yeah, whoa, whoa, Dylan, but, yeah, it's fine. Everything was kind of just off a little bit last week. So we did take the week off with no content, uh, but we got a good one for you today. We got interviews with Lexi Hugeback and Ryan Windsor. They're going to be talking about uh, all their recent accomplishments in basketball and on the poker tables as well as how they're going to team up for Worlds. And then the first national, they got their live stream time and TV time as the Missouri Mays are set to do battle. Um, also, we kind of got a little bragging segment about what we got going on. I got a lot to talk about, and I know you do as well. So welcome in. How are things going, Mish? So good. I just got back last night, which I'll talk more about in the bragging section because I did my first women's cornhole retreat. Um, it was in North Carolina. So I got in about, uh, well, I got into the airport around 9.30 last night, then it's an hour, so I, I got here about 10.30 Pacific, <laughs> so that was like 1.30 a.m. if you uh, assume I adjusted to the time zone in five days, so, um, you know, coming up, coming in a little bit sleepy, but uh, making it through. Yeah, I got back, uh, when did I get back? Sunday night, I was just frustrated, spent... Probably 10 to 12 hours at the car dealership only to come home empty handed. It's uh, not a good time to buy vehicles. Apparently the interest like, rate that they offered rates? me. Yeah. 10.61%. Well, like, I just bought a car and I think mine was only like, yeah, I was, four. I was bummed. So it was like a $848 a month car payment. And I'm like, crazy. Yeah. Not fun to happen. I felt, I almost bought it just cause I felt bad how long we were there. And I'm like, well, I could, paid off in this amount of time but i'm like no i'm not gonna do this it's a terrible deal that's an insane yeah. rate absolutely not do not do that no i wasn't going to so yeah tomorrow got to take the vehicle to the you know repair facility and see if they can't fix up the one i got now and then i'm gonna pay to get it detailed and i'm gonna trick myself into thinking it's a new car so yeah, it's it's brand new again. <laughs> ask them for the the new car smell um air freshener yeah get spinner hubcaps <laughs> on it feel great <laughs> <laughs> hey a good detail does really make a difference though i will yeah. say yeah yeah so hope, hopefully that'll do the trick for me i don't know i'm just i was kind of bummed i just wanted to get home I, I drove back home on two hours of sleep just angry the whole time but oh yeah it's all right i i, I kind of needed that little kick in the butt so it was a it was a failure motivator in a way so I, I've well, done that is, a good, that is different. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I was like, it's kind of like, all right, this is not going to happen again. Now, next time I go to buy a vehicle, I'm going to pay for it in full. Like I originally oh, planned I to do with this one. So yeah. What do I got to do now to take this interest rate problem out of the equation? We talked about this before, Mish. Don't just have the problem and talk about it. Think about the solution afterwards, solution. such as measuring okay. words and stuff, but we're not going backwards. So. <laughs> Yeah. Stop bringing that up. Yeah. So um, <laughs> moved on. Yeah. So I'm gonna try and figure out how to get uh, the finances. Just pay for the car outright and yeah, if you could just buy it outright. We specifically wanted an auto loan because that was like the only thing that they said could raise our credit. Mm -hmm. um, it's already um, pretty high, but the, I was like, all of everything is fine. And then the only thing it says is you don't have an auto loan. So we're like, all, all right. right. So it's kind of an excuse. I needed a new car anyway. And it was like, oh, we need an auto loan on our credit because it really does help. Um, so, you know, but I didn't, we would not have done it with that crazy of an interest rate. That's yeah. bananas. Yeah, no it is bueno. what it is, though. I mean, I put myself in that situation. Again, bad advice with the 
debt reduction. Never should have done it, but you live and you learn. You definitely do. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back with our bragging section, which is much more uplifting than the section we just did. (laughs) All right, it's time to brag. (laughs) Wait, what? We're happy. No more. Oh, yeah, we're happy. Yeah, different people. I don't know who those people were. I don't know. (laughs) It's been five seconds and all has changed. Um, Yeah, everything's great. That's how that works. Uh, no, but as I said, I have, I hosted my first uh, women's cornhole retreat and, you know, hosting a women's retreat has been something I've wanted to do for over 10 years, obviously in my previous business doing weight loss. And it just never felt like I could put it together. Um, that just, just wasn't happening. And, and I'm a big firm believer in not forcing things. And I, mm-hmm. it felt like I would have to force, like I would have to really work hard to try to get people to sign up and it would be stressful and, you know, I just didn't want, it wasn't worth it to me if it was going to be that hard. And so I just said, I'm going to put on the back burner. So then uh, fast forward to, you know, I don't know, three, four months ago, I just put out in my little women's cornhole group, like, hey, would anybody want a retreat? And everyone immediately was like, yes. And I was like, oh, I might be able to pull this off. So awesome. I reached out to Rosie Streaker and was like, what do you think about this? And she's like, this sounds incredible. And so she was in like, ready to go. And um, and we put it together and I found a house and I found a chef and we found boards and we made it happen. <laughs> it was really awesome. Let's say it looked amazing on the pictures. I could just, I could see how you guys were bonding and how you're teaching. And like, it looks like at least in the pictures, whoever took the pictures, it looks like all the girls and ladies were really interested in what you had to say. So I mean, it was it not acting. Like, okay. Yeah, it looks like they were interested. Uh, all right, everybody look really serious, like you're paying attention to what she's saying <laughs> for this picture. No, but no, it looked cool. It looked like a lot of fun. I was I'm a little jealous that there's no guys retreat, but I guess we Okay, can. so this was exactly what I just said to I was telling Trey and Anthony about it, and Anthony started laughing and he said, Guys don't want this. And I said, Wait, but all the guys do want this. And he's like, What guys? And and he's like, Well, let me be clear. I mean, guys aren't gonna sit around with notebooks and listen to no. you talk and take notes. And I was like, Okay. Fair enough. It's a but, it's a it's a bachelor party without the bachelor. Yeah, <laughs> Therefore, it's just a party. And, and we were joking about that, like throughout the days. Like for example, like there was never a second that there's a dish in the sink. Like there's 21 women in this house, and like not only would there not be dishes in the sink, like the minute somebody would finish eating, they'd be like, are you done with that? And like, take it to the sink for you. Like, it was just, I'm like, this would be totally different. And we joked that if it was a men's retreat after the first meal, paper plates, like, forget this. Yeah. I actually got a sink full of dishes. That's what I'm going to hit up after this. So (laughs) I've been, uh, I've been, I'm actually kind of bragging about what we, we kind of segued into. Um, Yeah. Like I said, I'm going to kind of come back home get my stuff together I uh, successfully wrote down all the times of the day, like you talked about a few weeks ago, about during this time, I'm doing this task. And mm-hmm. during this time, I'm, I'm doing it. this task. Yep. So I uh, got done early part of the day, did my task, and I, I just I waited for the next time. I watched a little TV. I relaxed a little bit. Wow. And, and just that relaxing and kind of slight, mo- slight meditation, not really full-blown yeah. meditation, but just the relaxing and waiting for the next thing. It was kind of like... A really cool way to do checklists. So I was able to accomplish that. I did the uh, Cook Smarts cooking. Um, How'd that go? I gotta say, I I surprised myself. It tasted better. I'm pretty sure I messed it up. In other words, like I'm pretty <laughs> sure it doesn't taste exactly how it's supposed to taste. 
but it was good. Like I ate it. Edible. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, you put me next to a chef, I'm sure there's going to taste better, but mine's tolerable. Um, and I, and I'm, I'm happy that I was able to cook a little bit. I don't think the program is for me though, because of how much I'm going to travel, but I was able to get the recipes out. And, um, one thing it did kind of teach me is that, all right, you put this and this together, it's going to flavor it this way. You know what I mean? And yeah. I can use it. Um, I don't know what I did with some sausages, but I heated those things up yesterday and oh my God, I was hooked. So hopefully I can kind of retrace my steps and make this sausage again because it, it was probably the best sausage I've ever had. There you go. Yeah, I mean, I don't that know what I did. And yeah, and the reason why I just keep Cook Smarts going because I've been using it for like five years, and just so people know, Cook Smarts is like tells you what to cook yeah. for dinner every night. So, you, but but you still get the groceries and all that, so it's really affordable. Um, but the reason why I keep it is because even though I'm going out of town and stuff, um, I'm using it enough to validate the cost because yeah. it is. It's like if it's not like HelloFresh where it's like hundreds of dollars a month, it's like less than hundred dollars for the year. <laughs> so. It does seem do like worth it for me just to never have to think yeah. about what to cook for dinner when I'm home. Yeah, so I, I basically printed out uh, three weeks worth of recipes and shopping lists and stuff like that. So I'm going to kind of start playing around with a little bit more. But uh, implementing cooking, I haven't had fast food since we started. This was it a week ago, two weeks ago. Two weeks um, ago because we skipped yeah. last week. Oh, I take it back. I had one blizzard from Dairy Queen. I don't think I'm ever going to get rid of blizzards. I love them. As you shouldn't. Enjoy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that yeah. sounds good to me. Other than that, I've been eating pretty healthy and happy with it. I'm, you know, down five pounds. Not too bad. So looking for Spencer McKenzie because I booked my flight. I'm nice. Ticket for Spencer McKenzie. So Nick and I were already talking about how to break into bags and what we want to do. And I'm excited this year. Last year was kind of like a week away. Hey, you get a part? Nope. You want to team up? Let's do it. You know, whereas this time. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm psyched, and uh, we're much more organized this year. Yeah. You're you're much more organized this year. Like it was even a last minute. You're like, maybe we sh- I should come Sacramento first, or like we kind of threw it together at the end. But now we're like yeah. months out. We already know you're going to come here, um, and we're going to drive down, and we got it all. We got it all figured out. Yeah, so I'll hit up the casino on that Wednesday. I'll uh, fall asleep on the ride down to Sacramento or down to L.A. like I did last time. <laughs> fell asleep the whole almost the whole eight hours you beat rome i don't think rome even took a nap yeah i was out that's how comfortable <laughs> i feel with nicks at the wheel but uh another thing i want to brag about real quick um is the kiddo softball team man that, that's my happy place mish i got to go back and we're sitting at the field i'm you know i'm there my phone's turned off you can't get a hold of me if you tried um it was rainy very very cold but I'm watching the kiddo play, and man, I'm I'm very proud of how far she's came, especially batting left-handed. But a lot of the girls that I coached, I mean, we had one girl who was okay, and now wait, she's when you say hold on, when you say betting left-handed, like she's not left-handed? No, we actually turned her around last year, so she's been batting right-handed her whole life. And then last year, we decided to make her bat left-handed because she's faster, so she's closer to first base. Oh, um, interesting. So she ended up batting. I want to say she led the team in batting average and then had 34 stolen bases in her freshman year, which is a school record. Um, wow. So her first year doing it and doing it that well, I was very, very p- pleased. And with that being said, I actually want to turn her around and bat her right-handed now. Um, what? Yeah. So I want her to be diverse in what she can do. But uh, I think as far as her batting left-handed, we had plans with this coach and then her high school coach retired this off season. So without her getting the actual training, I don't necessarily know that it's the right move for her going into college. Um, mm. I'd, I'd rather her hitting line drives and powers instead of hitting 
dribblers and running them out, you know. So I got it. Yeah, unless right. I could start throwing money at her hitting coaches, I don't know. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Rome also had his first baseball game. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's uh, it's a little different than that. Um, but uh, he's playing shortstop. I didn't get to see it. I was on the airplane, but I did pay for the Wi-Fi on the airplane just so Nick can keep sending me videos and photos of him playing. Um, he got he hit one of he hit the ball once. And I don't think he's like used because he's only played baseball once before, and it was two years ago. Mm-hmm. It was t-ball actually. It was t-ball back then. So this is his why, first why, time. Why am I picturing him running to first base and doing like some jujitsu on the first base? No, no, but he ran so slow because in t-ball, you hit the ball and mm-hmm. then you go to the first base, but it, but you don't get to keep running. Like mm-hmm. you're only allowed to go to first base. And so he hit the ball, and he's like he like jaunt jaunted over to fr- we're like run run i did nick why is he running so slow like i don't know <laughs> he just like moseyed on over to first base after he hit the ball and so i think he's got to adjust to like real baseball yeah <laughs> which might take a second but so you're gonna be one of these parents who yells from the sideline the whole time <laughs> i don't know i not i don't usually um well sometimes i do i don't know we'll i see. Used, i used to and then i realized like all right she does not like this i have to yeah stop. And it, and it changed for me in soccer because they got the indoor soccer. They got the plexiglass wall, and you could yell all you want. Them kids aren't hearing any of this. Oh, they can't hear it. Yeah. I was like, so it was at like, soccer right. that he told me not to do it because he was he plays. Uh, he's in the defender position or whatever, and mm-hmm. he just wasn't like paying attention. The ball was coming towards him, and he was like looking off into the sky. And I was like, Rome, pay attention!" And like after the game, he's like, "Mom." don't tell me to pay attention. If I don't pay attention, then that's on me. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Now he's paying attention to you telling him to pay attention. He's still not paying attention to the game. It's, I know. It's, it's like, okay, cycle. okay. I get it. <laughs> but he wants to learn his own lessons. He doesn't want me to remind him, which is okay. Like that's fair, but yeah, we'll see. Definitely. Um, definitely new for him. So not, not quite like your, your daughter there, but maybe someday. Yeah, so a lot of the girls that are on the team, though, they, I, like I said, I coached them coming up, um, and I'm watching them play, and I'm like, man, junior year is going to be amazing. And they're like, no, she's still a sophomore. So I'm like, oh, you're wow. right. Like, we still got we still got one other girl who's in eighth grade. She'll be coming up. And then from what I understand, the, the coach's daughter is a pitcher, and she's apparently really good. So she'll be a freshman when my daughter's a senior. So I'm like, we got three years. I think they're going to make a run at a title in three years because a lot of these girls – I'd play. I'd say seven out of nine play select ball. So wow. they they've been putting in the work. So I'm I'm excited. They're doing really well. They're three and one. That's right awesome. Now. Yep. Very cool. All right. Well, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll come back with interviews with Ryan and Lexi. So don't go anywhere. It is time for our interview segment of our show. Today we have Lexi Hugebeck and Ryan Windsor joining us. Now, Ryan, we know you were just on another show. We're not going to talk about that show. My man's getting his TV time in. (laughs) (laughs) But the reason why we wanted to bring you on is because of your uh, recent uh, poker experience. You, You were talking about the fact that you were going to become or wanting to become a professional poker player. And then you went and did this big tournament. So we wanted to talk about that. And then Lexi, we were actually trying to get you on last week, but didn't work out. So we wanted to get you on the show. We know you've been having some uh, stuff going on with your back and we've got a big national coming up. So we brought you both on to have a great conversation. So thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Yeah. What up? What up? 
<clears throat> All right. So I'm going to start with you, Ryan. Um, you went into this big tournament. Can you just tell us kind of like a little bit about the poker tournament and how it went? And we know you made it pretty far. So give us the insight. So there was a total of 718 entries for this tournament. So, I mean, it was definitely a marathon, not a sprint, but it was $1,110 to buy in. And uh, I believe the top 72 out of the 718 made the money. And uh, I played Saturday from 3 p.m. till 2 a.m. And then I drove home two hours and 20 minutes to take care of my dog and take like a 30 minute nap. And then I woke up really early and drove two and a half hours back over there in the morning when play resumed at 11 a.m. And then I played from 11 a.m. till I don't even know, like eight or nine p.m. I don't really remember when I finished, but I played poker at a high level for two days straight basically with 30 minutes of sleep, but I ended up getting fifth place out of the 718 players. So, I mean, that was definitely my biggest win ever. That's incredible. Congratulations. Thank you. How do you stay awake? <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, because I'm, I mean, I, I'm doing what I love to do. So plus I had my, I had, I had my headphones in and, he was going to say he's built different, weren't you? He's built different. It looked like he was about to say I'm built different. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a shirt coming soon. Yeah. So talk about that for a little bit, Ryan, with how you got to stay focused for longer periods of time, where if you're on the cornhole boards and you make one mistake, it could cost you two points. On poker, if you make one mistake, it could cost you $10,000 So got to talk a little bit about your different focus levels for long periods of time, or do you take a break, or what do you do? No, it's so it's definitely a marathon and it's it's all poker is just a mental warfare like cornhole actually like wears you down like mentally and physically because, you know, you're playing on concrete 12 hours a day, three hours straight. So like I'm used to the long grinds, but poker, it's it's just all mental. So you just have to have your uh, mentality and your mental focus there. It doesn't really wear me out physically because you're just sitting there the whole time. So it's all just mental warfare to me, but it's all uh, it comes down to really just two main things. <clears throat> that's how I view the game. And that's you have to have a lot of patience and a lot of discipline. So if you have those two things, I mean, and knowledge, those are the three things, actually. Patience, knowledge and discipline. And those I mean, I think I have those three things. So that's why I made that long run. That's so awesome. I'm curious, Lexi, have you played poker? Do you play Hold'em? I have no idea how to play. No, <laughs> not a big player. Oh, we're going to have to get a poker tournament together at Worlds. You guys are teaming up for co-ed. We'll have to figure out a way to do like a co-ed poker tournament, and Mish and I will take you guys on $36,000. Put it on the line. I right? love I love poker so much, but I don't think I necessarily have patience. <clears throat> Yeah, see, that's the thing for me is like on the cornhole boards, I'm sure Ryan feels like he can go in and win every game, right? Like Ryan's very confident in his cornhole ability. On poker, I'm the same way, which is my problem. I go to the table, I feel like I can win every hand. So if I look down, I'm like, oh, seven, nine of diamonds, let's go. I'm going to win. 
it's a different mindset. I can't do that. I can't. The odds don't make sense there, Wally. I hate (laughs) to break it to you. (laughs) Uh, I'm just, I'm always looking for that huge upset where somebody's going to be pissed and throw their chips on the table and be like, why are you playing that? Yeah. That is actually really irritating though. Don't do that. (laughs) I've been on both sides of it. Yeah, for sure. Um, And then Lexi, uh, tell us a little bit about what's been going on with you. I know you uh, mentioned on Facebook that um, your back's been kind of bothering you. So, so give us an update. Yeah, so I had um, a basketball game, like my back and my legs were starting to hurt. And so, I don't know, I still played through it. And the next day I just had sharp pains and I had no idea what it was. It made me cry. So I was like, something ain't right. Went to the chiropractor and he's like, well, I hope it's not like a disc issue. He's like, I don't think it is. Then I went to the doctor and then they were like, you need to get an MRI. We think you broke your back. And I'm like, there's no way I broke my back playing basketball. And then I went to got the MRI and came back. I have a disc that burst into my spinal cord. I have arthritis in my neck and then spinal stenosis. So what does that great, mean? But, <laughs> so the like stenosis, just like the narrowing of the spine. So like all my nerves are getting like pinched or whatever. So sometimes I lose like feeling in my left leg. The highest I got to is like middle calf area. Um, the arthritis in my neck makes half of my left hand go numb. Um, so I'll be sitting in film just trying to get it to not be numb anymore. But I don't know. It's kind of just. Does just it come and go? Is it gradual or do you, does it just instantly like snap into the pain? Um, the pain is kind of gone now. This happened like a month and a half ago, kind of. So it's just seeing the chiropractor and then doing PT when I can, so I can do that when uh, the inflammation goes down. So it's kind of just laying in bed and not doing much. Yeah, Ryan needs to teach you how to play poker because then all that stuff wouldn't necessarily matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's difficult, like mentally. I mean, obviously physically it hurts, but mentally it's more difficult because I'm so used to like take my mind off of things with basketball, um, cornhole, and then just working out. And I obviously can't do any of them, but I'm cornhole is very like less contact sport, obviously. So I can do that. It's just the bending is what I can't do. So I couldn't even pick up my bags at our conference. Um, it's difficult. It's hard, but you know, you got to work through it. Yeah. Trying to ground an active person. I could definitely relate whenever I got hit by that truck and my leg snapped in half, I had to relearn how to walk. And then, like, right during that time, we had, you know, state championships for softball. So I'm there on my crutches. I'm watching my softball team go on. So I know it had to pain you, but let's let's talk a little bit about the uh, Rochester Yellow Jackets. Shout out to them. Congrats on the championship. So. Thank you. So we um, won the national championship this last Saturday. Um, sitting there was obviously hard, but, you know, we worked super hard for it. We all came back. We got third last year, so we thought, you know, we can – come back and just win it all and we did it we worked super hard for it a lot of hours in that gym and listening to our coach yell and bicker at us but you know it was worth it 100 percent worth it that's awesome so congratulations to both of you big weekends that's that's great now i'm talking to champions here okay i mean i'm no kidding (laughs) i mean even without the other stuff just cornhole we have elite players uh Mm -hmm. sitting in front of us and speaking of that um, they kind of, you guys revealed the uh, roster for the team's event coming up. Uh, Ryan, do you want to talk a little bit about kind of the, that and, and why you put people 
with whomever or what order or any of that details about the teams? Yeah, I'm looking forward to the teams coming up in a couple of weeks at the first national in um, Texas. So, I mean, it's a best of seven. Uh, I put me and Gavin to play first. I'm going to try to go out and set the tone and be a team leader. And then uh, I also had Cedro and Fuentes as my co-captains. So I drafted both of their pro partners. So they're throwing with their normal partners and they're obviously the same bad companies. Uh, I have Lexi with her pro partner, obviously same bad company. Uh, I think my team is pretty well, you know, comfortable with their partners. If they're not with the same bad companies, they're at least good friends. Like I have Bernaset with Mayball. Uh, I'm really excited and I'm really happy with my team and I'm really looking forward to it. So what made you, so the coasters, had to pick first, right? Because you guys won the coin toss. So what made you put your best team against their first team, as opposed to just letting them have that first win? Nah. Why would I just let them have the first dub? Because then they're going to scream and go crazy and be all hype. And, you know, then we, our team's going to feel like we're just going to get ran over. He's out there to crush souls right off the bat. I mean, it's not a bad. I'm just curious about the strategy. I'm not saying it's good yeah. or bad. And then uh, it, it, it could very well come back to uh, Lexi and Emily's game as the deciding factor. So, Lexi, how do you feel about being in that sixth game slot? Um, I didn't even think about that. So, thanks, uh, Winter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got you got two female rookies on the back end. You're gonna have to hold it down. But look who they're no. playing. They're playing Miranda Coy and Lori Duell. So, yeah, it's, yeah. I think it's an even matchup. I'm excited. I'm nervous to be on TV, but you know, it's, it's a part of the process. You're an athlete. I mean, this, I mean, I know maybe not an athlete on ESPN or CBS normally, but I feel like you probably have an advantage over someone that's not already an athlete. Right. I, I see that. Um, it's just, just not being in that position. Obviously Lori and Miranda have a um, advantage in that part of the perspective i guess you could say because they've played and like the shootout stuff like that me and emily it's our first time but i'm excited for it. me and emily are cool we're good friends and we're pro partners i don't know how else it could get any better yeah ryan what are you going to do to uh, offer these people who haven't been on tv yet before on the main stage what type of advice are you going to offer them i'm going to offer them an alcoholic beverage to help calm <laughs> the nerves i believe they're both 21 right lexi <laughs> oh i need a couple <laughs> yeah, you better check that first. <laughs> check IDs, but I like it. So just relax the nerves and then just play like it's any other game, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, let, let's dive a little bit deeper into that, but we'll take a quick commercial break and come back right after this. All right, so we were talking about kind of how uh, it'll be Lexi and Emily's first time on a broadcast. Ryan, actually, uh, obviously, lots of experience on a broadcast. Aside from helping them uh, loosen up with a beverage, is there anything else you could do to maybe um, help them with the thoughts that might happen? Or just even, uh, Rosie's talked about just the fact that the cameras come like really close to you. Like any things like that that you can offer just from having the experience? Um, I think the most important thing is that you live in the moment. Uh, you don't really think about the past or think about the future. You just have to live for every second um, and enjoy every little moment out there. But also my second piece of advice would probably be 
uh, just stay like locked in on the board and the whole like try to be tunnel vision on your aiming point the whole time. Don't be looking at the cameras. Don't be looking at the crowd because, you know, all of those are distractions. And the best way to block out all distractions is just to try to be tunnel vision. And in order to do that, you just have to be looking directly at the hole and nothing else basically the whole entire time. So that's my piece of advice. Yeah, that's great advice. Lexi, are you going to be wearing headphones or anything, do you think? Um, for doubles, I usually don't, just I like to communicate with my partner, but I don't know. It's This is so new to me, so I don't know. We'll see. Probably not, though. I don't know. Well, you, you were on Minnesota Live talking about being the first Minnesota pro. I mean, you got the, the big lights experience. Do you think that'll factor in and help out? Um, I don't know. This comes to scale like this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I you know. got the canine unit live feed experience. You know how to play on the main court before. It's just a, it's just a little bit more expensive cameras, is all. Oh yeah. <laughs> Aren't you the state champion, Lexi? I am. Actually, well, there yeah. you go. <laughs> it was ugly, but. <laughs> yeah. So playing with Emily, she's a little bit different contrast for you. She's very, very quiet. You kind of like to get chirpy and you know like to fire yourself mm -hmm. up a little bit. What's it like playing with her on the other end, where you might need that um, pick me she... up, and then she's just kind of. Um, she does um, feed off of me a little bit. It's kind of it's kind of good for me to maybe mellow out so I don't get, like, those really high highs and those really low lows. Um, I mean, in basketball, I'm a very emotional player. I play with my emotions on my sleeve. I love the game. That's how it is with Cornell. It's just sometimes my highs get too high. So it's good for her to not keep hyping me up. She's kind of just, like, chill out just a little bit type of thing. Yeah, like kind of ground kind of grounding that's that's always right. good to have in a partner mm -hmm, for sure and ryan what do you think about the fact that a lot of people say the carolina coasters are you know one of the number one if not the number one team out there and you're playing them first it's perfect because i'm ranked last in the division so everyone loves an underdog right i don't got nothing to lose that's a great story <laughs> that's true only a cinderella story until you're not <laughs> yeah i'm gonna be really curious to see what the odds are on this one I mean, yeah, hopefully we'll always, get odds in the next couple of weeks. It's always a great feeling to prove people wrong. So, so let's talk a little bit about uh, heading into Worlds. You guys agreed to be co-ed partners this year. How excited are you guys, and what are you going to do leading up to that? Do you have uh, opens in mind or any type of tournaments where you guys are going to throw to prep for that? Um, I'm not sure about the tournaments to prepare for it, but we were uh, partners last year, and we had a really good run. But came up short at the very end. Uh, both of our losses was to Tony Smith and Bella. I'm pretty sure that was our two losses and they were the world champs last year. So obviously they're a really great team. So um, we had a really good run last year and we came up short. It was all my fault. So if she just continues to do what she does, I just got to pick it up a little bit on my end. And I think we'll have a really great run again this year. Lexi shaking her head. It was it was not his fault. We both had our opportunities, but, you know, we just couldn't follow through with it. But it gave us a little taste of, like, what we can do. So it's a good stepping stone, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Now, going back to the uh, the uh, other sports and, and events that you do, do you find there's a big difference between the sort of focus you have to have in poker versus cornhole? And then, Lexi, I'll go to you after that between basketball and cornhole. 
Um, I think it requires the same amount of focus. Um, it's just with cornhole, I've been playing it for 12 years. So I kind of feel like I'm just going through the motions sometimes. Um, I still love the game. I'm still really passionate. But with poker, like I'm just now like really starting to go pro in that. So it's it's uh, it's like I'm not going through the motions in poker. It's like I'm just like uh, I don't know. It's really an indescribable feeling. More like you're not in auto, you're not in automation yet. Like in cornhole, you're kind of more in automation. It sounds like in poker, you're not there at this point. What do you got to do to yeah, qualify as pro? Is it an earnings level, like certain tournaments won? Or? No, I mean, in order to consider yourself a pro at something, that's basically just your main source of income. I mean, um, obviously, I'm a professional cornhole player. That's my main source of income. But I'm trying to be semi-pro in poker, I guess. Yeah. We so can say that. So if my <laughs> income level is $100 and I make $100 in <laughs> Yes, Poker that's all you need broke. to survive on. Let's go. <laughs> Don't quite think so. And then, Lexi, no. how about you for uh, cornhole and basketball? Um, I would say it's the same amount of focus. It's just the sports are kind of different. They're same competitiveness, but basketball, there's like four other people on the court with me. So it's, it's more of like a team sport cornhole. I mean, obviously you have doubles, but it's just you kind of only can focus on your four bags that you throw. You can't really control your partner. And you can't control your teammates on the basketball court, but it's a game of mistakes and it's just how many mistakes can you make the other team make, et cetera. So, I mean, that's kind of how I play like a dirty game. So I put in that black in the role, just kind of like a, con a contested shot in basketball. That's kind of how I correlate the two together. If that makes sense. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's a good point. You are one of the few females to play that style of game. Uh, do you feel like that's an advantage for you playing in the women's field? Um, possibly. Um, I don't know. I don't have as much experience as other people do, but I have had a lot of people that, oh, I hate when you block. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do it again now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tell me your weakness. I'm going to use it against you. Right. No, I think it's definitely like a different type of focus, but it's just how locked in can you be? I think. Now, Lexi, if you had an option, I'm only going to give you one. You got a chance to win a WNBA title or a cornhole world championship. Which one you Which one you taking? Probably the cornhole with Windsor. Sure. Oh, let's go. Smart. All right. If I take Ryan off the screen, is it the same answer? Well, then <laughs> they're normal. <laughs> All right. So cornhole title it is. For sure. Yeah, no pressure on you, Ryan. <laughs> I mean, same question on the other side ryan you got a chance to win uh your your poker ring and i'm not saying wsop because that's a large purse that comes with that one but if you got a chance to win your poker ring or no more cornhole titles you know what i mean like if you win your ring you can't win any more cornhole titles Are you taking it oh come on i mean come on man hey a second place still pays but i'm trying to <laughs> Nah, you can't conflict my goals like that. I'm going to try to achieve both of them. <laughs> All right, no ring for you. I tried giving it to you, man. No, nah, good luck, bro. I'm excited I mean, to see you play poker. I mean, you, you had 
the entire internet live feed. Like all my friends, I got 5,000 friends on Facebook, humble brag. But uh, all, all my live feed was when you were playing poker was just, man, what's the chip count now? I'm refreshing. Everybody's sharing screenshots of where you're at. Like we all needed a live feed to watch you play, man. You had the whole cornhole world sucked into that uh, tournament. I mean, yeah, it was $142,000 for first place. And I was in the final table. And I was actually chip leader at one point. Yeah. And then, you know, I got into I got into a couple of hands I shouldn't have got into. And, you know, I, like you said earlier, it's just one or two mistakes and it can yeah. cost you. So. So is that was that your takeaway? Like when you look back at that tournament on, on what you might do differently? Or I guess what I'm trying to say is, you know, when you play cornhole and you lose, but you, you played your best, just that person happened to play better. And then the times that you lose because you know you kind of didn't play your best. <laughs> like, is that where were you in the poker tournament in that regard? I mean, I was grateful to get fifth out of the 718. But at the same time, I was still upset about my upset with how I played because I knew I could have did better. Um, you know, it, it was a lot of it all just kind of happened at once. You know, I was really just living in the moment and everything was happening. And, you know, I haven't made a final table before of that type of, you know, buy-in. I've won poker tournaments before, but not like, you know, for 142,000 for first. But I was upset with myself on two mistakes that I made at the final table. But at the same time, I was also really grateful just to even be on the final table. So, Did you know any of those people that were in the final table? Not before that weekend, but um, there was one guy, his name's Max, that I was kind of talking to all weekend. He was like the guy like kind of became friends with or was just kind of getting to know or whatever that I thought was a really good player. He was actually on my table when I very first started the tournament. I'm like, okay, this guy's really good. You know, I can tell this guy's different. And then we we're kind of talking, you know, then we switched tables. And then we were, then we're like, oh, wow, you know, we both made day two, you know, that's awesome. And then we grinded all day, day two. And then we're like, oh, wow, now we're on the final table with each other when we started the tournament with each other. So that was really cool. Did anybody um, recognize you? No. Outside of that, no. No. Was that a weird <laughs> world? Like normally, you're used to being kind of you know a big name in whatever you're doing. Yeah, they're just like, who's this kid? Like, check his ID, and I'm just like, I don't know. I just had my headphones in. I was just blocking everybody out for the most part. Vibing. <clears throat> All right. So, heading into the uh, first national, obviously, there's a lot of stuff that you're going to be experiencing for the first time, Lexi. What are you doing leading up to that? I mean, you obviously got to rest your back and get yourself in you know, a position to play, but you know, you got a lot of events for women. It seems like you got more. So what do you got planned as far as pre preparation for the national? Um, honestly, I think just working on myself mentally because physically my back will heal. Um, kind of just like resting. And then when I can, when I do feel good, I just throw for a little bit. I mean, I kind of have to use like one of those bag picker uppers to pick up my bags but um <laughs> just fighting through it honestly it's mentally how tough can I be and I I just gotta work through it I gotta push through it 
I hope you win with that uh, bag picker upper thing because I've been trying to make that look cool for a while, so I don't have to bend <laughs> over. So if you get on TV and you have like to use the bag picker upper, yeah, make it cool <laughs> so I can start bringing them. Oh man! <laughs> At a conference, my mom actually picked up my bags and handed them to me, and she was my quote unquote cornhole caddy. Yeah, nice. there you go. I wonder so, if we'll ever get to that point. Maybe that. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, what, what do you think here? I think it was slight lean to the left on the board. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone else just instantly think of Happy Gilmore? I just yeah. think of that caddy. Um, all right. Well, that's all we have time for. It's been so awesome getting to chat with the both of you. We wish you all the luck at our first national and obviously playing together at Worlds. Uh, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for yeah. having me. Thanks, guys. It is time to go through our highlights. What highlights are we looking at, Wally? This will be open number nine, West Wego, Louisiana. Hung out there Ooh, with uh, Brian Betancourt, uh, Jimmy Humans. We had a lot of guest speakers on the microphone. Got Hennessy to calm down for like 12 seconds and join me for half a match, I think. But it was a fun <laughs> yeah. time, man. It was a very hectic weekend. Yeah, it was a very hectic weekend, but a lot of fun. Got to see a lot of highlights. And spoiler alert, Devin Hardball's in a lot of these clips. <laughs> oh, as he should be. I was going to say that was like a, you know, that's like a party town. So uh, I was curious how that tournament was going to go for the people who are over 21 <laughs> and yeah. if that would impact their game. <laughs> All right, let's look at number five. I have not seen any of these. I am excited. Yeah, so right, number five. This is actually kind of a funny one because uh, Tubby has been thrown very, very well leading up to this point. Tubby was in the king seat of this bracket. Devin Harbaugh had to work his way all the way back through the I want to say they played in the king seat, and then Devin lost to Tubby, if I'm not mistaken. So this was a battle back to um, take this one down, and they had a very, very tough bracket. So this little clip here is going to start with Devin Harbaugh showing you all the different shots, all the different skills. There's um, quite a few shots here, so go ahead and let all it play right, out and we'll walk through it. But slick side going under underneath that bag. That's all the way to the left of the hole. <laughs> yep. So this is kind of fun. I fast forwarded this one here. At this point, it's 20 to nothing. Devin's throwing like an 11 point something PPR. Tubby calls a timeout here on his first bag. He walks yeah, he's down there. Like, I got I to gotta do something. Yeah. He's talking to Tyler and Tice on the side and just trying to figure something out. And surprise, surprise. He took the whole 60 seconds or whatever you're allowed, by the way. But surprise, surprise. It actually worked. Hardball comes back with a two. <laughs> yeah, but not <laughs> to, when you say it worked. I just want to be clear. It's not like he threw phenomenally. <laughs> he no. just got he just got a mistake. I mean, all his bags were on the left side of the board. Yeah, you want to you want to kind of figure out a way to slow down Devin Harbaugh, take a full timeout with the open board. But there you see slick side cut coming across the board, Rolling. roll shot, and then look at the yep. angle on this one. The landing spot, hard angle lands right on the oh, Stevie so and good. gets it to go in. Just. Phenomenal showing from Devin Harbaugh here in open number Devin nine. Devin Harbaugh giving us a clinic, as they yeah. say. Championship well-deserved. Absolutely. All right, we got number four. Number four. Oh, that, this is the one. Hold on. This is the chick that I was saying, yeah. I this would hurt my back to throw like this. Very unique throwing style. I got to say, she was very impressive the whole week. She's very good. First time I ever saw her throw. I, I was kind of like, okay, this should go well. And, of course, she's teamed up with my boy Craig over on the other side. And I, I like her receiving the feedback. You'll kind of see it here in this clip where she's basically asking him what to do. She's got the hole surrounded here. He decides to go with a black block. She waits for Craig, says, all right, go back in there, shoot it. She confirms. She goes in, 
up top, collects all three bags, gets them to go. First time seeing the ninja bags on the court. So she, she had them the working left nice. Side. She technically yeah. hit his bag. Uh, hers were just so far in the hole that it took everything. Yeah. So but, they, they yeah, had a good I, run in the blind draw, I believe. She is. She's so good. I guess she's just such a deep bend. And it's not a, it's not a bend of her legs. It's a bend of her back. <laughs> because it's hurting anybody else's body. It's just me. <laughs> it's like a full, we just, you know, we, we're going to talk to, um, uh, Lex, we talked to Lexi about this and like, can you imagine if Lexi threw like that? She wouldn't be able to play. Oh, <laughs> I never know. I might fix her. Might stretch her back out a little bit. I, don't yeah, know. I guess I so. can do it. I, I'm 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 with you. I'm hurting just watching. All right, let's go to number three. Number three. It's kind of a just a, a clip of the round, but I wanted to get these guys on there. These were two of the most impressive guys for me this weekend. Like Ethan's had the shots before, but it looked like he had a little mental lapse with Carson in doubles. And then when he came back, he came back strong. Okay. Very strong. His roles were on point. You'll see it here. And then Blaine, Blaine Rosier wasn't on my radar at all for this season. I kind of thought he was one of these middle tier pros, but Blaine Rolling. showed me something. Oh, missed Airmel. Yeah, the oh. one miss, but his airmail for the most part this game was on. Going for the collect. Moved it closer. Block behind. Yeah, but again, Ethan's roll. Oh, beautiful. The difference with Ethan's roll, it's a straight roll. It kind of lands right in front of the bag and stays on a straight path. So it's, I guess Anthony would call it the wheel. I don't know. Yeah, I guess it is more of a wheel. That's true. But um, but yeah, I was that. very look impressed that. with uh, Carson. Not Carson. Ethan and Blaine. Not, Car- not Carson. Yeah, not I wasn't impressed with all. Carson at all. <laughs> Who is that guy? <laughs> oh, man. Okay, number two. Number two, Devin Harbaugh on the other side again, of course. But uh, this one's for Fisher. Got, uh, I don't right. know if you remember this round, but number two, you got a double bar of soap coming. The way this round oh. plays itself out is very impressive as well. So kind of let right, it roll itself see. out. You see c- good cut there from Fisher again. Let's he's showing sneak you everything. Around. Devin throwing BGs. Yeah, Devin throwing BGs with uh, I think Blake and then Hunter that weekend. So. Just goes to show you, We're, we might start doing power rankings, I believe, uh, next week. We don't have any highlights. Actually, we do have highlights. We got viewer highlights oh, next week. It's crazy. So we got viewer highlights next week, and then I think we might start doing some power rankings. Wait, you were talking years. through the shot, Wally. I'm just letting people know what's coming up. Okay, well, just hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish that was in slow motion because it's really hard to track which bag. So Yeah, the bar so soaps Devin, are really hard to see. Devin's got... Two bags to the right. Fisher's got a bag underneath, but on the left. So he throws the bar soap. And he and takes so himself the, off the hole as well. Yeah, so Devin's two bags that were in the front right are now gone. And there you go. Booyah. Yeah, then Devin finishes it off with the old airmail drag. It was on slick side, but all that for a wash, but very impressive though. Fisher can show you can throw both sides. Slick side bag is uh, some a lot of these sticky bag throwers don't use very much. Yeah. All the number right. one's a short yeah, clip, one. but it, it was impressive. It was to win the championship against Devin. Jimmy Humans up top. That Whoa. bat on the left looked out of play to me. I don't know that how he grabbed one? it. Look at it. It's, it's not even over the hole at all. And it looks like it's flattened, like to the point where he can't even grab it. It's a perfectly. How does, how does that even happen? That 
It's like he grabbed a buddy. Like we're all we're all going in. Yeah, and then there's the reaction that <laughs> Devin is like, "What the heck?" Yeah, so Devin's already got one off the board. This is for the win for the blind draw championship. So Alex Rawls and Jimmy Humans take it down. Yeah, Um, with with a shot like that. I mean, what are you gonna do? Impressive, man. I say that's something that I would have done. I'd have landed right on top just like that. But you know, it it was a a fun filled weekend. There's a lot of clips. Um, you guys will start seeing all the highlights from open number nine as your boy has finished the commercial. So, oh uh, yeah. yeah, I'm excited got, to work on the music for that. I just got back, um, so I haven't had time, but I will. I will dive yeah. into that. Get you some yeah, more. Yeah, we tunes. got uh, again. I was talking through the highlight clip, and I apologize, me. We should have rehearsed this a little bit better, but yeah, <laughs> open number nine um, catches us up for the opens. I lied to everybody on ACL Live last week, saying the Canadian Open was last week, and everybody flipped out. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> I, I didn't check my dates, so. Um, it, it was really weird doing an ACL live bracket breakdown for a tournament three weeks in advance. So it threw yeah, me that's off. Fair. Yeah. Okay. So, that's fair. So we do have, I would probably say nine, maybe 10 submissions again. Um, we'll, we'll leave it open till Friday. So if you guys want to send in clips, if you have an amazing shot and you want to get on the highlight reels next week, go ahead and send them to K nine cornhole at yahoo.com. I'll go through them and uh, put together something. So viewer highlights next week. And hopefully we'll do a uh, a power list and kind of go through you know who we think is hot in the cornhole world going into this national. All right, that sounds good. And uh, I guess yeah, that sounds good. Well, that's all we have time for. So thanks everyone for joining us, and we'll see you guys all next time.